If you want. <laughs> okay, sweet. Go. All right. Cool. What's up, everybody? It's me, JB, the Ultimate Writer from the Five Bros Podcast. With me, as always, is my bro. What's up? How's it, bro? Yeah, Anaru here again from Five Bros and Combat Sports. Nice to be here, brother. Um, we've got a special guest on tonight, mate. Can you guess who yeah. it is? Uh, I I can guess who it is. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think I can guess who it is. Either that, or I've been horribly misled. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah I, uh, the the stonecutter himself is that right? Kieran, the stonecutter Joblin, uh, all the way from Churchill, and um, he he just fought on the weekend, and that'll be cool. It's cool to catch up with him. Man. I can't wait. Yeah, that's great. It's going to be a good interview. Um, you're going to go through it with him. That'll be awesome. And uh, we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about as well. All right. Yeah, heaps to talk about. Uh, lots of Kiwis fought last weekend. We missed our Sunday rendezvous, but that's okay. Here we are on a Wednesday, and um, we, we can do some catching up. Yeah, just changing gears, changing into the Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, um, let's talk about this uh, this past weekend. We had UFC Hidalgo with uh, Dustin Poirier. That was a good fight. Yeah, it was. I've never heard of Hidalgo before uh, last weekend. I had no idea where it was for a while, but yeah. um, I still actually don't know where the fuck it was. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I saw a few fights, man, and um, that those those um, the, the main and the co-main stood out for me. Yeah, great, great fights. Um, you know, Dustin Poirier, um, yeah, uh, it was unfortunate, but it's... Um, it's kind of shown that his chin is maybe a little suspect now. He's he's pretty chinny. He's a pretty young guy, but he's already um, getting put away. And you know, Michael Johnson is a solid striker, but you know, he's he's not like um, just an intense KO artist. So for him to put away um, Dustin Poirier really quickly was um, might have said something about his chin. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um... Of course, the chin is, it can only take so much. Um, but there, there was a decent shot, you know, coming through that flurry that actually Dustin was throwing, I believe, at the time, and, and, mm. and Michael just caught him right on the lips, you know. It was it was a really great shot, and they put him put him away quickly after that. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, great. Well, I, you know, I'm a Michael Johnson fan. Um, I'm, I, I'm indifferent about the diamond, Dustin Poirier, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great finish and um, good good post-fight interview. Another example of someone who gets that mic and just takes advantage of it. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A um, little bit of, uh, uh, to some, I guess, controversy, how he was like, you know, all that emotion after he knocked out and, and Dustin was still on the ground and a lot of emotion coming out. But then he did go and shake his hand later. You know, there must be a lot of things happening in that moment. You know, I, I can't really judge the fighter. I just looked at yeah. Dustin's um, record, man. He hasn't been knocked out since Connor in 2014. Mm. So, but yeah, like you said, he's been fighting for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He, um, another, another one, I believe, who's recently stopped hard sparring. Uh, you mentioned last week, uh, Cowboy, and um, you know, it's with Cowboy. I think it might be preemptive. With um, with uh, Dustin Poirier, it might be reactive. Um, but uh, it's good. It's good. You know, it's good to see those guys. Um, 
hard sparring list. There's no need to. Once once you've been hard sparring for 10 years, I don't think you need to continue hard sparring. Yeah, it's a great question. I guess I, I might ask Kieran or, or other fighters moving forward, like, is that point where you, do they realise it's only in when they're actually having that real fight where they they realise that they can't take a shot or is, does that come in in the, in the training, you know, in a, in a training camp maybe they take a shot that they normally walk through and they they start to realise, well, maybe, you know, I need to fucking calm this down a bit. Yeah, well, some fighters um, have commented that getting knocked out in training um, or getting dropped in training is like nothing, you know, it's just it's just part of a camp. And that is, that doesn't sound great because, you know, theoretically if you get KO'd in the cage, um, and at an event, then you have like a 30-day, 60-day, 90-day, whatever, stand-down period. And these guys, you know, if they're getting dropped in training, then they're not having any type of stand-down period and they're still potentially getting concussed. So it's, um, it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's a hard sport, man. Like, fuck. Like, they need that hard sparring to to, to train hard to, to fight easy, you know, and finding that limit and taking those shots and then still, you know, you got to get that payday. You got to, you got to make that weight and, and go and fight after, you know, you've been cleaned up and, and sparring must be, must be a hard process. Yeah. Well, for some people, like, you know, imagine the, um, how it could affect your morale or your, you know, your confidence, confidence. going into the fight. You know, if you've been dropped three or four times by someone who isn't a world champion, um, who's only simulating a world champion, then, you're about to step in there against that that noted striker who just has been knocking every single person in their way out. Um, you know, who knows what, what that could do for your confidence. Yeah, but I think um, a famous one was Forrest Griffin. I believe it came out after he fought Anderson that mm-hmm. he was dropped or, or, or concussed twice in training camp before that fight. Um, yeah. And we saw what happened to him. Like, he was slow as shit and he got, and he got um, pretty much KO'd from, you know, just a touch on the lips. Yeah, a lunging straight, like almost a jab, you know. Yep. And yeah, Forrest Griffin, he, his chin was on the decline in a big way and, you know, being knocked out by Anderson Silva like that, he, he, um, he just started to gather a highlight reel of horrible knockouts. Yeah, 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 Anderson's in the same boat and, um, yeah, Rashad over here. He was in, he was yeah. in the same boat too. Same boat. Uh, I don't know what he's up to next, but um, I, didn't they just um confirm a fight for him actually? Yeah, I believe so. Um, middleweight. Look. I think he's fighting middleweight at um in in New York. Is it? Who's our yeah, fax guy? Big <laughs> <laughs> up fax guy, bro. Where are you when we need you? <laughs> um, yeah, well, his most recent fight was in April this year. All right. But, yeah. Yeah, the rest of that card, um, to be honest, nothing sticks out for me, mate. Uh, the, the Chaz Scally, I think that was obviously a, a standout. What was it? The record for the fastest submission? Yeah, that's right. That was um, that was crazy. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was the both of them went for that flying front kick. He landed. Then um, uh, Maximo Blanco actually recovered 
scramble and then just locked up the dust immediately and then dude he, he had to like tell her that he was out far out yeah 19 seconds i can that's crazy for a sub man i wonder what it was before that it must have been i don't know 30 or something where's our fax guy anyway yeah uh <laughs> there anything else on that card stick out to you man did you have a good day watching that you know you were probably cooking some of that delicious delicious meat i keep seeing you uh posting about yeah that's right well you know anytime you want to come down you are more than welcome to to come over but yeah it was great um the weather was average but as soon as the weather became good i was i was out there doing it but um the Derek brunson versus Uriah Hall fight, I thought was I thought was great for Derek Brunson. I thought the legit the knockout sorry was legit and clean. I didn't think the stoppage was in any way controversial. Uh Uriah Hall was like trying to take um Herb Dean down, so Yeah, it's a hard it's always hard when it's that quick and and you know because, they've they've got uh, more in the chamber, you know. That's right. You know, it's um half the time the only reason that a guy recovers is because the ref stopped that guy from being pummeled in the head so yeah yeah and you look you expect them to jump in when you see those eyes rolling back or or whatever the head bouncing uh, off the um, canvas and stuff yes not an easy job uh, there no, was a lot of people giving yeah. the ref shit for that but um nah it looked all right to me yeah like surely um one punch too too few is pref- preferable to one punch too many. Like, look at the Stipe on, on Overeem knockout. That was There was, like, three or four huge, heavy KO blows where the ref potentially could have could have saved Overeem a bit of, a bit of wear and tear. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's yeah, split seconds, really. It's, it's like moments. The ref could be, you know, a couple of metres away, and that's three more punches than if he's mm. right on top of them. So it's... I mean, it's. A, I think they do their very, very best, mate. You know, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's. I'm sure it's one of the hardest jobs in the world, and you know, credit to all the refs in any promotion, any sport, anywhere, because um, they're they're doing the hard yards often for little to no money. Yeah, bro. Yeah. What else? Um, that was a good fight. Um, I don't know. The, the rest of it was was. Good fights, nothing epic to me. Um, I, I enjoyed the card, though. But I'm looking forward to this weekend. Yeah. Brazil, um, headlined by Cyborg and Lena Landsberg, who is not bad at all. I uh, researched mm. her for everyone. I put up a photo for you all to uh, familiarize yourself with and um but she is like fresh meat her first fight i believe in the ufc brand new man and you've thrown her against the best fighter there is i mean there must be well how can that happen like she, she might get killed yeah it's 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 tough i think it's tough finding a fight for cyborg um and it's tough finding a marketable fight you know this fight would have crept up on a lot of people um and you know it's it's tough to market a fight against Cyborg unless it's the Rousey fight, maybe Holly Holm or something like that. But those guys are not actually in, in Cyborg, well, not currently in in the same weight class as Cyborg. Um, you know, and even even so, she she's in for a horrible weight cut. Yeah, terrible weight cut. I don't know what she starts at, but 
reports are she's she's far away from from making it even still what are we fucking three or four days away from the fight and she's mm. 24 pounds out oh my God, 10 kgs over 10 kgs even that's ridiculous 10, 10 kgs and you know it's not like um it's not like cyborg has a lot of um you know it's not like she really has has a lot to lose she is an incredibly toned fighter um and yeah that just sounds like a terrible terrible week yeah um i'd like to talk to kieran about this weight cutting i i know i've well i've heard i don't know fucking that um it's it's obviously well it's harder for women to drop the weight because of the lack of well the less muscle than a male has but mm. we're talking about cyborg here so that's that's a little yeah. different but but it's still it's a huge weight cut man and um i don't know we'll see how what she looks like on the scales i guess yeah, that's right. She um she she is uh, no, noted for having very very tough cuts. Um, and that that's to get to like one forty five and one forty. So, you know, uh, it's it's just tough. She she potentially could be like a super heavyweight female fighter, but then who's she gonna fight? You know, a whole bunch of out of shape chicks that can throw overhands or something like that. This is true, and like everyone calls for her own division, like. For who and who, I I'm not sure how mm. that that's gonna work. She's still gonna have to come down and meet someone half halfway. You know what I mean? That's right. Like they're, they're, um, that that division needs a lot of development uh, at this stage. There's um there's a lot of well-rounded female fighters, but there's not a lot of well-rounded fighters that are at cyborg level currently. No. We've seen what happens to to fighters who have been marketed at that level and, and really they went quite not quite there she's a beast she uh, much respect put some respect on cyborg's name she's actually like a superstar you know what i mean she's carrying this fucking card almost like mm. you got hennon burrell uh you know you got a big country and silver but she's basically carrying this whole card in brazil obviously speaks volumes of her we all know she's she's huge everywhere so imagine what she's like in brazil she'll be a fucking superstar yeah that's right she, you know she's she's been arguably the best pound for pound in women's mma for you know years and years now you know almost 10 years um since she was just demolishing everyone in strike force pre-pop 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 but yeah, you yeah, know, that she, was a while ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, and um, also on that card, yeah, like you say, Brow Nelson. That seems like an easy KO for Nelson. Uh, Nelson versus Silver, but Silver's got hands, and Roy Nelson's chin's getting a bit old and, and a bit more worn as well. So, I'm looking forward for Felder, uh, Felder Trinado. That is a Chair. good fight for me, Paul Felder. Chair, um, yeah, that is a good fight. Um, I'd like to see where Hennon's at right now against Philippe Nova, who I I don't know mm. who the fuck he is. But um, <laughs> Roy Roy Nelson and Antonio, of course I watch that. Someone's going to get their lights turned off. Um, mm. let's see, I've seen Bigfoot decline, but you know there's always that. You know Thanks he to took out Reem and he took out fucking who Travis Brown I think mm. out of out of nowhere like. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants, and Roy is just so one-dimensional now. It's not even fucking funny. 
Yeah, like Rory, Rory could use his ground game, maybe not against um, Bigfoot. Bigfoot's and uh, you know accredited black belt. Bigfoot is huge. You know, he's, he um, he can throw heavy, heavy, um, and uh, Roy is willing to take a shot to give a shot. Yeah, yeah, you can you can still take take way more punishment than fucking Bigfoot can, that's for sure. Oh, dude, yeah, that's right. If Roy even gets a glancing shot on Bigfoot um, from the overhand, it, it's definitely over. Who else is on this? Thiago Santos. Nah, Thiago Santos. I was thinking of. Um, what's his name? Silver. Uh, Eric Silver. Um, mm. And Luan Chagas. Ooh, it's a good memory you got there, bro. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing appealing. Sorry, I was still watching, of course, for the action. Yeah, that's right. But nothing huge um, at all, really. Um, Personally, well, GCA Formiga versus Dustin Ortiz. That'll be a good fight. Um, Maybe a fight with some implications. Formiga is number three. Um, in the division, so you know it's home fight for him. He'll be coming out with a full head of steam, uh, full crowd will be behind him. Chair, um, yep, nah. no idea. Bro. Gonna... <laughs> what else we got on our list for today? Um, inside MMA is done. Um, yeah. You're a fan of inside MMA yourself course uh, i could not who couldn't be a fan of bass rutin and even i, I used to like kenny rice um, yeah. i thought he was okay um uh, morolo or fucking whatever his name is he's obviously <laughs> one of the most Moro experienced Nala. dudes yeah, yeah yeah he's one of the most experienced dudes there are and, and he all, yeah. always works well with um fucking bass um bass yeah so they closed their show i think it was seven years or nine years not sure. Uh, 2009, seven years. Yeah, seven years on Access TV. Yeah. I, man, to tell you the truth, I, I watched a lot of it, but it was all like fucking small segments that popped up on my on my Facebook or, or yeah, I'd go sure. to the YouTube and I'd watch like segments. I don't watch a whole lot of full shows, but I mean, they had the who's who of everyone and all the interviews mm. were always good. Very slick program, very slick program. Always great, you know, bathroom, like the guy is mesmerizing. He's charismatic and, and he's just, he's got so many good stories. If you've seen his How to Win a Bar Fight videos on YouTube and stuff, the guy is an animal. Um, he, you know, he, he is ruthless. And, um, you know, uh, El Guapo, he is a, a very funny guy. He's, he's great to listen to. It would be a dream to have him in the UFC. Imagine him commentating with Rogan or with Goldie or with someone like um, Ken Florian. That would be great. dang a dang a dang bro. Don't you ever <laughs> do this. dang a dang a dang a I don't believe in eye for eye. I believe in two eyes for an eye. <laughs> yeah, bro. Imagine, imagine Bass and fucking Brian Stan or anyone. Oh, yeah, Bass and anyone. Like we already know that uh, Rogan doesn't want to do any international pay per views anymore or any international oh, Bass. Fuck, throw Bass in there if he's keen. He might be a bit of a family man now, but throw him in there, hundred uh, percent. 
I'd love to see them, even if they do Bass and Morrow, um, you know, get them in like once every six months to do a, do a pay-per-view. That would be great. Yeah, I think Morrow, isn't he already working fucking something? Surely. Uh, does he do WWE? Is that right? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not sure. I, yeah, I, let's, let me just um, check my resources here. Yeah, but he's done it all. What he was doing, uh, Strike Force, wasn't he as well? Before they yeah, went yeah. down, uh, he's done it all. Yeah, he's done it all. He's been there, done it all. I mean, Bass, there might be a little thing there. I, I'm not sure if Bass is still doing World Series of Fighting, but he was, I think. He was, the yeah. top of my head. So that might be something that might not work out for them. But yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's just a great dude, man. And the other guys. Yeah, Morrow, um, he he signed with the WWE uh, for their SmackDown program in January this year. Okay. So, yeah, I have no idea. I don't, I don't watch wrestling at all like yourself, so I have no idea. But, yeah, it would appear that he is signed with the WWE at least. But, yeah, Bass, I would love to have Bass on UFC. Why do you think something like that that looks so successful, why, why would something like that, you know, fall over? Who knows? There's so many so many things behind television, you know, so many um, stakeholders and things like that. You know, maybe these guys, you know, like you say, Bass might be a family man now, Moro might be a family man now. It's, it's a day and a half or something out of their schedule that they just don't have anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to know why and how it, it was like a staple of, of MMA fucking media. Yeah. You know? Potentially ratings uh, might have dipped off, um, but I, I I have no insight into that. So, yeah, no. I'm not sure. Yeah, we can only guess. I would like, for, off the top of my head, I would say that no, it wouldn't be. But maybe, like, because MMA is obviously growing so much and that's one of the top fucking things. Maybe these podcasts and all these internet dudes are, you know, chipping away at those TV yeah. guys. Maybe people want something a bit more grassroots. Um, you know, may, there might be a bit of saturation, oversaturation going on uh, in terms of those well-produced programs. People just want something that's easily consumable and, and maybe a bit more raw. I have no idea, but, you know, if, if so, that's great. That's great. Getting back to more of a grassroots feel in, in general. Yeah, but um, so where do I get all my shit from now? It's still MMA fighting, still Ariel Hawani. Yeah. Um, yeah, podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true. I mean, that was never fucking played on TV here anyway. So I only really got it off, right. like I said, bits and pieces here and there. But it seemed like you were one of the ones. I, you know, I don't know how big the coverage for Access TV is, but you know, I don't know if it has too much of an international Footprint. I I remember asking their Twitter page numerous times how how I could watch it legitimately in New Zealand, but doesn't you know there wasn't much going on there. Not on their social media was no good. Nah, didn't didn't appear to have many answers. But um, yeah, that's just just how it is, I guess. Um, something else that's coming up, uh, which was recently confirmed by Dana White, is the UFC 205 main event. Yeah, today, um, it was a tweet went out by um, 
some dude, I don't know if he was a random guy, Dana likes to sometimes pop his head up and fucking say shit to, to <laughs> any old dude, it's, it's cool. But um, so the guy asked to confirm for Conor McGregor and Eddie Alvarez at 205. Uh, Dana shot that down and said it would be Habib Nogadamerov. Yep. That's right, yeah, he um, he denied it, um, and yeah, Habib versus Eddie Alvarez is it's a hell of a fight. It's, um, you know, Habib has got hands, and he is a high, high-level grappler. You know, um, Combat Sambo is about as close to MMA as it gets. Um, it's for something that isn't MMA, so it's a hell of a fight. Massive fight, man. Yeah, that's, I'm almost as excited for that fight as... Connor fight it's probably a was well, it's a great fighter that I'd love to watch um Habib deserves it um Eddie Alvarez is gonna give him a fucking good scrap you know that's that's mean and so you throw that in there what was our main event uh I can't remember now well co-main co-main do we have a co-main or main for what for that fight, two oh five. Uh, well, um, I think Woodley versus Thompson was was rumored. Yeah. That would be a good fight. Yeah, that would be main, wouldn't it? I think that's confirmed. That's confirmed. Wow, that's dope. That's, yeah. that's huge. It kind of kills the the momentum for a UFC two hundred nine double Diaz uh, for Nate for the title, um, because. Now they would have to squeeze in a McGregor versus Habib fight. Habib might not even make it to the fight, so you know he's he's not noted at making it to fights. Um, you know he he gets injured here and there. Yeah, he has had a few injuries. That uh, AKA uh, Hoodoo is um, on him as well. You know they train, they must train <laughs> so fucking hard there. Like. They're getting injured all the time. So that's looking like a good card already. Um, having that in my house, if you want to come over, JB, I think I'm going to make you come over anyway because I'm going to need a hand um, using my smoker for the first time. So yeah, yeah. that's us. Two or five at mines. I'll bring a bag of Manuka. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, we can split it up and, and check it in. Aye. Uh, that sounds fantastic, mate. Mint. Right, cool. Um, but yeah, that UFC 205, once that card fills out, that, that should be a good one. And another card that needs to fill out um, is the UFC Melbourne card. <sighs> yeah, bro. Uh, sales are looking good for that one, apparently, from... Uh, who the fuck was it? One of those Aussie dudes. Mm-hmm. But where's the card terrible tonight man i need some alpha brain or something where's the card at yeah there's no card there's only rockhold and jacare which is an awesome awesome fight that's right there's a great main event but it's definitely not a card it's like um you know hangman hasn't had a fight announced um who did you say was there dan kelly judo dan kelly Judo Dan Kelly, so they had a press conference, a scrum, so to speak, with Tom Wright, who's the... um, Asia Pacific NZ, is it? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I think he's like Canada. What the fuck is he? Oh, yeah, Canada, Oz NZ. Yeah, that's right. He's got got like a weird territory. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, But um, he's there 
Rockhold's there and um, Dan Kelly's there and all the Aussie media, which was all of fucking five dudes, I think. But um, yeah, no, no fight for Dan Kelly, even though he's standing right there talking to media. Um, Rockhold's obviously got his fight. He's looking very, very confident as he does. Mm. Um, he thinks he's just going to do the same thing he did to Jacare, and he just believe, achieve, believe, achieve, conceive. Yeah, conceive, believe, <laughs> achieve. Yeah, that was one of the funniest videos we ever we ever had, actually. Um, but yeah, that who do you who are you picking for that for that main event fight, Jacare versus the Rock? Hold. Okay. So this is hard for me. Obviously, I I sometimes don't make my picks on skill set. I go on who's a fucking bigger douchebag than the other person. And um, in this case, it's really obvious that I'd probably be going for Jacare. I think he's yeah. amazing anyway. His, I mean, his jiu-jitsu is, is just fantastic, but it also his striking, and he's not afraid to strike to get to the jiu-jitsu. He's, he's not one for, like, you know, just faking and then going for that for that shot straight away. He wants to throw hands uh, to start with. So I'm going to pick Jacare Souza. Yeah. I um, I think um, Rockhold will be very hungry coming back. <laughs> yeah. I think Rockhold will be real hungry coming back um, after losing the title, obviously. He want to get straight in there against um, whoever has the title by the time he's in the position to fight again. Um, so, you know, I think, I think he's, he's going to be putting it all out there and yeah, potentially, I think that that's going to open him up to get hurt by Jacare and then finished on the ground. Cool. And the title implications for this, it's a weird one. So you got, after this, we have, um, uh, Dan Henderson versus Michael Bisbee. For, for the middleweight title yeah. if, if Dan wins he retires and the, and the title becomes available right if Bisbing wins it's and Rockhold wins uh, I'm sh- I bet everything rematch. that it would be a rematch yeah so it throws it all up in the air what, like whoever wins this will be the the next title contender and then you got Weidman and Yol in um, New York oh, that's that's confirmed too Weidman and Yol Romero um Yep. So potentially, you know, there's, there's, there's like three or four dudes all still still vying for that title. Yeah, um, that's, that's an interesting one. If, um, if Hendo were to, to take the title and then, then vacate the title and retire on top, that would, that would be one of the most amazing things ever. But um, I wonder if they would ever try and push for like a tournament for the title. Like not, a, do tournaments not, not a nightly, not a nightly tournament. Like, um, but you know, over X amount of events. Yeah, nah, I, I don't like the chances of that. Um, they'll just go off whoever finished the the best and whoever's got the most hype. That's how they work, right? Yeah, yeah. So it'd be if that would happen, it would be the winner of Jacare Rockhold and. Weidman and Soldier of Roids. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Bro, it was tainted. It was a tainted sample. That's tainted samples, mate. Buy all yeah, the samples. 
one of the they should just um, they should just get John Jones and Mark Kawi just to find all the tainted samples in the world, and then just no one's ever going to get busted again once those guys find all the tainted samples in the world. Uh, yeah, man. If someone's smart enough, they could just make that that batch and those samples, and then just be that guy. You know, when someone gets busted, you go to that guy and you give him whatever. And like, there you go, bro. It's terrible. It's terrible. Well, that guy probably already exists. You know, yeah. it's it's Monkey Cowie himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So let's go back. We're talking about Bisping Hendo. Who do you want to win? I think. Um... No, not who you think. Who do you want? <laughs> who do you want to win? Who do you want the fairy tale to be for? That is a hard, hard question. Yeah. You know, I I could go either way on that. I would be so happy either way to see either one of them had, ha- um, you know, Bisping uh, to retain and, you know, to retain at home after all these years and, and be a legitimate middleweight champion would be amazing. But then ultimately for Hendo to take the title from Bisping at home and like another highlight KO fact that would, that would be epic as well. Isn't it? It's, it's win-win, isn't it? Yeah. You, like Michael Bisping deserves it. Um, Dan Hendo deserves it. And, and, and he's going to retire. He, Regardless, he says, uh, win or lose, I'm going to retire. It's just fucking, it's too good. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, Hendo's got a storied career. 20 years, 25 years plus, you know, he's fought in Pride, he's fought everywhere. Um, and uh, Bisping has been the poster boy for UK MMA for, for you know, 15 years. So, what, well, 10 years. Um, so, you know, it, it's real tough. Um, I, I would like to see... Bisping win it. Why? I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see him... <laughs> like, Hendo's going to retire anyway. I'd like to see Bisping yep. settle the score and um, retain the title, settle the score with Hendo. Not in a vicious knockout or anything like that. However he does it, you know, some pitter-patter and some scoring and whatever. And, um, yeah, I, I would just like to see that, that happen for Bisping at home. That would be a huge fairy tale for him. And um, for, for Hendo not to win it, it wouldn't tarnish his legacy. Boom. Yeah, I think you just just swayed me to who I'm going for, for Bisping to, to go out. No, not to go out, but to go on as the champ. You know, it's not a fluke. Um, yeah. Do it at home. Uh, he yeah. deserves it. And then you got, you're right, fucking Dan Hendo's done it all. He's a fucking beat Fedor for fuck's sake. Uh, you yeah. know, if, uh, a heavyweight. Uh, the greatest of all time. He to to put that last notch on the belt would be great, but I mean it's just the last notch. You know what I mean? He's already got so yeah. many. Let's That's let's right. let's have Bisbing just prove. You know, it wasn't a fluke. That'd be cool. Yeah, and that that would help. You know, potentially stabilize the middleweight division. You know, he would get his respect, and it it, it potentially is better for the sport of if, if Bisping wins than if Hendo wins and then vacates the title. Yeah, yeah, it would throw the whole fucking thing up in the air, wouldn't it? If uh, Hendo actually won and then and then retired and, and then bounced, yeah. 
you know, yeah, still still no less a fairy tale, but you know, the for me and and for you, you know, the more appealing fairy tale is, is Bisping. Yeah, yeah. No, you you got me there. Yep, convinced me on that one. I think it's a better better story. Oh, uh, because Dan's one is just already so great. That's right. You know, his story is just full of highlights. To have one less or one more, it's it's less of an impact uh, on the whole body of work than if Bisping were to retain at home against Hendo, especially. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's yeah. talk about these uh, Kiwi fighters from last week, eh? Yeah, right. Yep. Um, where, where do you want to kick it off? I'll kick it off with Israel, the style better, Bender Adesanya. Uh, he's had another fight in China. He's got another one coming up, I think, in a couple of weeks. Uh, he's just stacking those those paychecks, which is fantastic, on his way to glory. Um, the only hard thing is it's hard to fucking watch him um, in China, but um, I believe he's getting paid really, really well in China. And the question is, you know, is is that a is will will a lot of fighters from New Zealand I think see that route you know there's 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 another avenue there you know go do some kickboxing in China if you're good enough obviously if if you can make a crowd and and, and make a name for yourself over there and get paid you know before before you grind your way into the UFC. Yeah, that's right. If you can make your name over there, you can uh, make a bit of a splash, you can sell some tickets, you can play their game, which is like a very respectful uh, martial arts based game, rather than a huge hype game that, that you get in Western martial arts and mixed martial arts. Um, you know, you, you like the Stylebender could be sitting pretty, um, you know, fighting on the rig, um, fighting in China. Um, and all over the world, you know, potentially once he becomes a hit, they're, they're just going to book him for wherever they can. Yeah, but I was discussing this with my other bro, and he's like, well, why Why is the style been to fighting in China, and why isn't he in the UFC yet? And, I mean, he probably should be, but we don't know. Um, but, like, I think he is over there getting paid, he obviously use that money, you know, to, to finance his training. And I think by the time that UFC eventually picks him up, he'll be such a big name anyway that he'll that he'll get in there, not on the ground floor, like, you know, halfway in, like with a good pay, you know, and a name. Like, I think that's a good way to get in. Yeah, that's right. Well, you, you know, why why jump in the UFC with a seven seven to win seven to show deal when you could fight for a couple of years in the international circuit for a couple of good federations, and then enter in the UFC with like a twenty five and twenty five deal? Yes, mate. Yes, and I think it's. I think it's good. Been earning more than that seven and seven deal fighter would have been earning for maybe a couple of fights a year for for that two years. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I hate to um, talk about his financialist, really none of my business, but maybe, you know, he's, he could put some away, put some away, and I know he, the, the training here is fantastic, but, you know, to go with some of that money to, to those camps, you know, those, those super camps or somewhere else where there's more experience, you know, that's got to be, gotta be a good thing for him. That's right. He's already trained with um, AJ, uh, Anthony Johnson, Rumble. He's uh, trained with Rumble, Henry Hooft. He's uh, done a bit of time in, in the US. 
Um, so I'm, I'm sure Izzy would love to be over there, um, you know, and um, it's going to be great to see him back in glory as well. You know, that's well, that's yeah. exactly what we're saying. You know, he's he's done his hard yards over in China. Now glory have been like, yo, what's up? And then, you know, he'll do, do a few fights in glory, potentially the UFC, Bellator kickboxing slash MMA. What if he gets picked up by Bellator? That's some, some Viacom money they've shown over the last month that they have got some deep pockets. Boom. Um, it's actually, yeah, so he's been re-signed to glory. He actually, he's had one fight there. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't get the W, but... Um, Fuck, it was a mean fight. I just watched it the other day again, and it was just so brutal. Just fucking slap, slap, all the every punch, bang, um, fucking that, slap, um, kick. That kickboxing striking when you're watching the the top kickboxing, there's nothing like it in the UFC ever. You know, it makes the UFC striking look sloppy. Um, you know, when when you're watching these guys like Izzy, you know, Joe Schilling, the top fighters strike, and they're just on point. They're just delivering delivering everything perfectly. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the hard man sport that that bloody Muay Thai and that kickboxing. But like you said, you know that Bellator man with their kickboxing now. You know he's he's in a glory. It's a tournament, um, so he's got to win. I think it's a four man tournament. So all the best for that. But the options of for Bellator, I mean. Um, they would they would let him kickbox one fucking month and then four months later he could have an MMA fight under Bellator as well. That's how they roll. Well, Bellator's weekly as well, so, you know. Yeah, Bellator's... let the man rest. <laughs> let the man make some money, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Izzy. Oh, man, I, I, just, I just wish him all the best, mate. You know what I mean? And um, I, think he, I think he's got everything he needs to go as far as he wants to go. Um, while we're on the subject of Bellator, let's talk about the the bad guy, uh, Chow P. Sun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. Uh, Pillow Punches himself has um, been signed by old Bellator. So um, that's, you know, it's a land of no USADA. Um, so potentially there could be some crazy super fights. What, he's, his, him versus Tito? Is that official? <sighs> All right, so I listened to his podcast the other day, and uh, pretty much so. So what happens is we'll address the USADA thing first because a lot of people think he's running away. He he said, look, Bellator has their own testing in California. It's he, he says it's just as rigorous as as Bellator, uh, as USADA, and his contract that he signs, if he tests positive, he said that he loses his whole whole um purse. So. That's one thing, I, you know, it's hard to believe every single thing he says, but I did believe it because it was just Chael being Chael. It wasn't, it wasn't the bad guy talking. And, yeah, the other thing is um, he's basically called out Tito. The first guy he went there, he says he wants to fight Rampage, Vandalay, obviously, and Tito. And Tito's first on his list, so he's just waiting for Tito to, to, to accept, which I think Tito has done. He mocked him the other day on... Uh, on Instagram or something, and was laughing his head off at him. Shale will cave in Tito's brain with his smack talk, man. He is going to make Tito just want to kill himself. Like, he is so high level with his smack talk that he will make Tito, like, you know, if he if he starts attacking Jenna or anything like that, he will just destroy Tito way before the fight. 
Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. I'll, I'll back Tito. I've been backing Tito since day dot. He's, he's my dude. Um, so you think he's going to be able to outgrind Sale? No, probably not. <laughs> but um, that doesn't mean I don't pick. Uh, that's that's how I do my picks. Um, uh, I I don't know. It's a fairy tale of for Tito. Any win for Tito is is just magic, you know. At this stage, <laughs> um, but Charles, yeah, tough coming back. He'll be in peak physical uh, fitness preparation and all that bullshit. Um, but him him against. Rampage I don't like because he's just going to wrestle fuck Rampage and Rampage don't want that and um, but Vandalay there's a lot of history there yeah yeah that Vandalay fight is, is almost definitely going to happen I'd say that's um that's marketing central dude yeah easy easy just play back those tapes oh well they probably can't or they'll just have to interview them again or whatever and um, yeah. we'll just wait for Vandalay to finish up in Ryzen uh, Ryzen, he, you know, he might might not have signed an exclusive deal in Ryzen, so yeah, we might be seeing him soon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just finish his fight. That's already, I think it's. Oh yeah, yeah. Who's he fighting? I don't know. I think that's about a sixteen-man tournament or some shit. And um, oh, sounds and like they got Royal Rumble yeah. or some shit. Yeah, man. It's like a <laughs> Fedor, Vandalay. They got Kron. <sighs> there's, there's, there's a tournament bit and then there's some other bit to it yeah. so there's Should like have... a card and there's a tournament as well yeah oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's not all in one night though it's uh over time <laughs> it's over this thing, this thing we refer to as time time you know <laughs> speaking of time where's your mate Oh, where's my bro? I'm not sure, man. I checked in with uh, Kieran the Stonecutter Joblin only um, an hour ago, and he said he was good to go. But, you know, he is a family man, and I'm sure yeah, he's got right. a fantastic excuse, and I will not say a bad word about Kieran because he pulled my head off. <laughs> no, put respect <laughs> on his name for sure. Put respect yeah. on his excuse. So that's I was gonna, yeah, I was going to save that for when he got here, but um, Kieran obviously fought last Saturday in Aussie for Carnage in the Cage. He yep. defended his title for the second time, lightweight title. Um, he's just a great, great ambassador, the way he holds himself and, um, mm. and acts very humble. You know, fight anyone, anytime, anywhere. And um, he was straight back into Canterbury Fight Center, I think, fucking two days later, grinding straight away. Yeah, that's right. Anyone who's been able to um, speak to Karen himself or, or caught your interview with Karen uh, a few weeks ago now, they they would know that um, he is definitely an ambassador for the sport. He He's a great guy and he's a great fighter. Yeah, he is. And um, it's, it's just, you know, a couple others like Matt the Viper Vale, he fought. He lost a, lost a close decision, I believe, if I can remember correctly. But yeah, just it's all experience, you know. He's he's a young fella. Um, a lot of a lot of dudes popping up on the radar, you know. And and I think I I think my radar strong is, but obviously anyone, someone else has got a stronger radar than me. They always do. But like we've got Shane Young, 
popping up. You know that Gina Fabian just popped up on my radar. That's right. What's, what's just fucking everywhere? All like you know, doing really well, doing doing shit overseas, and um, potentially on the cusp of signing to any major organisation. You know, it's cool. Yeah, these are people who have been, you know, quietly achieving in the background and just ticking over and ticking yeah. over and just just doing the hard work and, and putting in the hours and doing the yards and now that's all starting to come to fruition for them. And it's great to see and it's great to see um, you know, the media starting to take actually take note and and um pay attention to what they're doing and shine a light on on their hard work so that, that's great and that's um you know that's a result of the work of people like dan hooker and israel adesanya um ev ting people who have been putting you know forcing that spotlight spotlight on themselves yes bro yeah um a lot of dudes with all yeah with respect they all are a lot and a, a few and a lot um they all follow that Dan Hooker um, uh, blueprint, you know. They they mm. they give him a lot of respect. I'll, I fucking hear his name all the time, which is right. which is amazing, you know. He is from that he's strike like, force. Such a fundamentals guy, you know. Yeah, he's from that strike force family, which is a big, big family in, in New Zealand. A lot a lot right. of good talent come out of there. Ev Ev from Auckland MMA, you know, carved his own fucking successful career but yeah i hear a lot of respect and a lot of people trying to follow in dan's footsteps yeah that's right great footsteps to follow and um you know like like um like many of our new zealand um high flyers and, and fighters so so that's that's great what would you like to move on to now um tough 24 did you watch are you up to date with tough 24 bro I am. I am. It's uh, it's pretty tough to stay up to date for for Kiwis that don't have Sky, um, because uh, UFC Fight Pass is actually on media blackout. I think it's, I think it's like a thirty day blackout, so you, you end up getting it thirty days delayed, which is is pretty shit. But um, yeah, oh, definitely it's unacceptable. Well, you know that, that's the nature of contracts and and rights and and things like that, and you know that's something we've had a, a brief education on ourselves. Um, so, <laughs> with, our, with our own uh, enforced media blackout, which uh, came to an end maybe about two months ago now, but um, yeah, you know it's a great great season. Um, Kai Carter France is, himself is is obviously one of the focal points for many New Zealanders, and and also it seems for the show itself. Um, and uh, this week was an, another great episode. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Demacio Page, which was mm. the only the only name I knew apart from Kai's name mm. uh, when yeah, when yeah. the when the cast was um, uh, announced. Um, ex, he's well, a bad mofo, man. Demacio, oh, he's, he's a bad dude. Um, ex UFC fighter, just a bad mm-hmm. man. Um, a bit of and, a history with uh, Henry Cejudo. Yeah, a bit of a history. Well, he was supposed to fight him, I think, at one stage. But um, he had a massive fight. It was it was great, great to watch. Okay. Can't see other young fella who I uh, can't remember right now. Antolin. Antolin. Yeah, that was his surname, Antolin. Um, yeah, he that was a great fight, man. Um, well, he put him away in the second round. Um, sorry, he put Demacio Page away in the second round. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was, it was awesome, man, because 
I mean, Demacio came out with mega confidence, and the other guy was was speaking like, you know, if I can beat Demacio and and he's a legend, and all these words that some fighters would never use, you know. Um, and he just came out perfect game plan, man, and it was great to watch. Yeah, great to watch. Great fight. Um, great season, you know. I'm, I'm looking forward to Kai's next fight, uh, which is probably going to be in a couple of weeks. So, how many fights have we had so far? We've had. There's only been three episodes, and so we had two fights on the first one and another two fights, so we've had four. Four, so um, there's 16 of them, so there's there's going to be four fights, or eight fights in the first round, so potentially Kai's not going to fight for ages. Yeah, that's 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 good. It's a great time for him to like springboard and skill up and rest up and get that good, that good nutrition in and and do everything right for like a few weeks. Yeah, but nah, it's those, obviously that was filmed like daily they were fighting, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the time. You know, eight fights is, what, what is that, like a week? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The other good thing about it is, like, there's just seems to be less fucking bullshit drama and fucking mm. made made for TV fucking bullshit. It's just pretty pure. Um, a lot of you know, just watching the training. There's there's terrible, terrible back and forth between Cejudo and and, and Benavides, uh, but for the most part, it's it's really watchable. You know, as as mm-hmm. as a dude and as a fight fan, it's really watchable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, they they definitely went for the drama angle when they were um, going for a wider base to their audience. Um, but now I think you know they've responded to a lot of calls uh, that people have been making to trim the drama out of it. Um, you know, there's always been drama in the Ultimate Fighter. Anyone who denies it just is is in denial about it. Um, and also the same as when they started having women on the on the show, and then they were like, "Oh, it's just people crying now." If you have watched any season of The Ultimate Fighter, it's always just dudes crying after they lose. And why wouldn't you? You know, it's like for a lot of people, it's their hopes and dreams resting on that fight and they've just lost it, potentially lost it also. You know, um, there's definitely a lot of drama just intrinsically in The Ultimate Fighter, but to see to see less sort of low-rent drama is, is great. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. Um... It's, it's it's easy to watch. I haven't seen any of the tough um, Latin. Uh, and it's got fucking Chuck on it and fucking Forrest Griffin, but I haven't watched one episode of that. I find it hard to. Um, Is that episode also in Spanish, Portuguese as well? Yeah, man, it's all in Spanish or Portu- Portuguese, and um, it's all subtitled. It's, actually, except for... it's it's tough tough reading subtitles, man. Especially you know if you have other stuff to watch that doesn't have subs, you know it's just, it's sometimes it's a bit too draining just to watch a subtitled thing. Yeah, that's that's that must do well over um, in Brazil oh, and uh, Latin any America, country that. Uh, yeah, you know that's why they've done so many seasons of it because it is just killing the ratings in Latin America. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 they've um. You know, rewarded them with fucking Chuck Liddell and Forrest Griffin as, as mm-hmm. coaches, you know? So, put on that uh, audience. Yeah, man, it's cool. 
You know, it'd be great if uh, they would reward an Australian audience and give us, give us, you know, a, a season of our own that was filmed in Australia, and you know, maybe had a Pan Pacific with New Zealand, Australia, all of the Southeast Asian and Pacific Islands, all of them, and it's you know centered in Sydney or something like that. That would be that would be great, and it was Australia all versus right. the world. Oh, Australia versus, well, Australasia versus the world. Well, no, Australia versus the the rest of the Pacific and Southeast Asia. Or you could, ah, have, okay. yep. you could have the Pacific versus Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, if we did a New Zealand versus Aussie, who would you have coaches? Well, what divisions would you have? Well, uh, let's make it easier and we'll say that the coaches don't have to fight at the end. They just have to coach. Oh, yeah. Um, so you could have retired fighters then. <laughs> yeah, you could have. Well, you could have. So what's, I'd probably go fucking Dan and Rob, wouldn't you? Yeah. Those guys could fight at the end. Are they in the same division? No, no, they're not. No. But they, they but could they meet could. in the... They could meet in lightweight, couldn't they? Wait, yeah. Rob's a middleweight. Rob's middle. They could meet at welter. You know, I'm sure Dan would love to not cut any weight. Yeah. We've seen him fight at fucking... Well, he's not at heavyweight, but I've seen him fight a heavyweight before. So. But there's nothing in, either, in that fight for either of them, though, to do that. But yeah, no, exactly. You know, I, if um, if the fighters don't have to fight at the end, you know, potentially you could have um, you, why why not just have like Mark Hunt and and someone? Because you you'd have to pull some ratings with the coaches. That's where the ratings would have to, have to come from because the the fighters potentially would would not have a huge following. Yeah, you're right. It'd be see, it'd be hard. And Mark's claiming Australia too, so that's he might be fucking want to coach those fighters. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say he would, eh? Um, so, yeah, it's a, a bit of a tough one. Mark versus Eve. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we talk about Mark Hunt versus versus someone at, at Melbourne? He, he's potentially going to be fighting Andre Ovlosky or Josh Barnett. So, the guys who fought la, two weekends ago now, uh, Andre Arlovsky, the Pitbull, and Josh Barnett, um, who who was the victor in that fight. That was a good fight, hard one fight. And who would you rather see him fight? Um, I'd probably rather see him fight Josh. Um, helps him more in the rankings, I guess. Um, mm. coming off that win, and I don't want Andre to die. <laughs> Which is always a risk if you're stepping into the cage with Mark Hunt, but yeah, absolutely, Mark Hunt could he could potentially put Alovsky away very, very, very quickly. He yeah. could do he could do that to Barnett as well, but Barnett could could potentially grapple fucking to death as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean potentially that fucking he's ground game of Barnett. He's a heavy, heavy guy. You know, he probably stays heavy for a reason in the heavyweight division. You know, it's, uh, it's good to, for your top game, good for your momentum when you're going for a takedown. Yeah. What does he weigh in at, do you know? Pretty pretty high. 
I don't know. He probably probably weighs in at like in the fifties, two fifty or something, where he doesn't really uh, need to cut. He's a big dude. Hmm. Long time fighter, been popped a couple of times, I think. Had, didn't he have to surrender the belt once in the early UFC days for being popped? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I think, I think I was, I was checking him out the other day. I, think, you know, I only saw one pop, but could have been more. I think maybe maybe just one in the UFC. Mm. Yeah, the UFC in the early days had a lot of um, a lot of interesting retirements of the belt. BJ Penn had to let the belt go. I think um, uh, Bass had to retire the belt at one stage because he wanted to fight in another federation. And, yeah. Interesting Wild, Wild West. Yeah, when the UFC didn't have the prestige behind its belts that it does these days. Yeah, we wouldn't see. No one's going to give that shit up these days. Not on purpose, anyway. Hendo. Well, he's leaving, though. If he was staying, he wouldn't fight. <laughs> what if he changes his mind post-fight? That's always that's always a um, possibility, but, I mean, I, I think he's thought this. He actually, I think he said that he was about to retire. He was done, and then they offered him that opportunity. Oh, yeah, and... Um, Fuck yeah! Like obviously, well, but he was you know, done. Imagine what the what pay per view sorry pay per view points he'll be getting. Yeah, hopefully all of them. Like hopefully he goes out with a bang. Retires with five mil. Yeah. So it was all good. It was always great to chat with you, and I'm looking forward to this weekend's fights. Yeah, bro. Yeah, are they normal times? Yeah, yeah. Uh, UFC seems to prioritize everything for primetime US, so that's always going to be our afternoon of Sunday. So, yeah. brilliant, good. perfect. That's good. Let me know when you're going to come over and smoke some meat. Yeah, bro. That sounds rude to some, but um, we'd be getting into that charcoal flavor, right? Eh? And I, I can't wait to come and try your wares, mate. Yeah, yeah. And let me know when you buy your um, when you get your smoker, and I'll bring a bag of wood up for you. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm looking for a uh, second-hand Weber at the moment. I think we're going to pass on the warehouse one. Well, just just for the minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you want a basic web, uh, anyway, this is something we we don't need to talk about on the podcast. That's for another podcast. <laughs> Barbecue Bros. Barbecue Bros. You're listening to the Barbecue Bros. All right, yeah, chair. I'll, I'll sign off. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and yeah, yeah, we'll just do it again next week, eh? Yeah, sweet. Sure. Dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang.